And we're back. About damn time. Really? Seriously? Yeah, I think the drugs are kicking in. It's probably good because I'm topless. That's what all podcasts need. God, we are. Bad Philosophy, episode 86, recorded on March 10th, 2011. Freaks of Humanity. Hello, everyone. Welcome in. One, two, Bad Philosophy, episode 86. We are upsetting your balance of reality, melting your face and transplanting a brain into your head that you just can't take, man. Yeah, that's right. We're uh, we're going to be talking about Mr. Tiger Blood himself, Charlie Sheen, on the episode today. And uh, here to join me for it, i got to introduce him, the man who suggested this topic in the first place, Mr. Kevin Saunders. How are you today? Who would want to play baseball inside? <laughs> You know, I'm just going to move on from that. Uh, also joining us for the first time in a while, uh, actually, how long has it been since we've had you on the show, Simon? I think it was South by last year. No? Nah, we've, we've had you on more recently than that, but it's been a while. Uh, uh, there was the one where I, I was screaming profanities about Christmas. <laughs> that was a good that may one. may have been it. So uh, welcome back to the show, Simon Ponder. So uh, what's since you've kind of been away from the show for a while, what's uh, the latest with you, man? Where are you working? Where What are you doing? What's new? I'm still at Clear Channel. Um, I'm now a graphic designer of all stupid things. <laughs> and loving every minute of it. I got to meet Jack Hanna the other day. Who's that? That man is God. Jack Hanna? The animal guy? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. The animal Baby, guy. Can I just say this? Baby kangaroos are the softest animals in the universe. Like, mm. cuddly, adorable. Dumb. So, naturally, uh, Kiki would want to eat them, right? Because they would be extremely tasty, right? I don't know if they're that tasty. No? I totally want to eat kangaroo. I mean, we, we had this. We kind of had this discussion on the show last week, the uh, the correlation between cuteness and tastiness. So, I yeah. mean, if, if soft equals cute and cute equals tasty, well, then soft obviously equals tasty. They're soft because they're just like 99% fat. <laughs> That's, I mean, that would be delicious. All right. Now, that so, sounds like a tasty animal. Before I, uh, before I get off and, uh, and just run off and go barbecue a kangaroo... Welcome to the show, baby Kiki kangaroo. Cannon. A baby kangaroo. Yes, I'm not that hungry. You know, I just I, I can eat a I can eat a baby, but I couldn't eat a whole one. I need to share it with somebody. <laughs> and uh, who better to share it with than uh, Kiki Cannon? Yo 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 yo. All right, everybody. So without further ado, let's get talking about this whole uh, Charlie Sheen thing. So if uh, if you missed it already, uh, we've got a uh, a link that we'll have in the show notes, of course, to uh, Know Your Meme, which is a fantastic website. They have uh, gone through and pretty much put together the, a whole uh, explanation, a whole timeline of this Charlie Sheen thing, and it's pretty comprehensive. So to just briefly summarize it, uh, late February, uh, when exactly? Yeah, February 24th, uh, Charlie Sheen called into the Alex Jones radio program to talk about his views on Alcoholics Anonymous and the future of his sitcom Two and a Half Men, which has been put on production hiatus since uh, Sheen's hospitalization in late January. Well, so this is where he kind of... At the time, it was, it, was, um, it was put on hiatus. It's no longer on hiatus. It's, it's, it's canceled. Been, well, it's canceled for this season. Yeah, um, it's... There's, 
potentially a next season we don't know about yet that hasn't been announced. Yeah, I, I don't see that happening after Charlie Sheen himself called it a puke fest that everyone worships. So suffice it to say, this, this interview kind of brought him back into the spotlight. And he's been, you know, in and out of the spotlight over the last few years for drug addiction, for divorces, for cheating, for all kinds of different stuff. For mocking hookers in the bathroom. Yeah. And uh, the latest thing is is this little uh, interview that he he did with uh, Alex Jones, which which then got him onto a uh, a public appearance on ABC's 2020 after he declared that he had beaten his addictions 100 percent and uh, completely bashed with his brain. Oh, with his brain, with his oh his brain, his tiger blood fueled brain, and uh, he basically ranted against Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, really uh, bashed it, called it a, a fraud, and uh, he came on this, this 2020 interview, and it's, it's just, it's a mind-boggling thing to watch. In, in five minutes, he just manages to cram so much epic win into this interview that it's, it's just, it's almost indescribable. Well, I agree amazing. that it's epic. I don't know that I would call it win. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it win. Okay, it's pretty. It's it is epic entertainment win. Epic I will put it that way. <laughs> and, epic train wreck. And, it, and he says, and the great thing is, he just. It looks like he's still on drugs, but he swears the last time he did drugs was like weeks beforehand. Um, one of his quotes is, "I was banging seven gram rocks every day," and. <laughs> Because I only have one speed. Go. Go. Right. So many quotes. So many memorable <laughs> quotes packed into this little interview. Uh, it, it's just, I think he's doing it on purpose. Uh, you know, I, would, I want to believe that. I want to believe if that he's actually... This is a huge act, and it's just his way of kind of uh, getting back into uh, popularity. But man, yeah. I, I think the guy is actually crazy. I really do. I think he's just going through withdrawals and, you know, people get a little weird when you're used to a certain substance in your bloodstream and all of a sudden it's not there. Uh, do you remember that time I tried to quit smoking cold turkey and I, you know, was completely lost most of the time and just confused? And, yeah. Yeah. It didn't I mean, work out so well. Hey, speaking of no. which, first rabbit trail, you, you have actually managed to, to break the habit, right? Not yet. Uh, It'll take about a year. Okay. Is what I hear. I'm on week four at week 12. Well, I'll be two week plan. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It, it takes 12 weeks to, on the gum to get from, you know, where you need nicotine to where you don't normally. But then okay. it's that first, you know, after that, it's the rest of the year of just staying away from cigarettes, staying away from, you know, what you normally do when you smoke and, you know, okay, it's, so it's, so you will have stopped smoking, but you will not have not beaten the addiction. Beaten the craving. Okay. Like, you'll okay. be out at a bar drinking a beer, and it's like, what goes great with a beer? A cigarette. Okay, so you will have st- – that, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking you, were, you would be smoking for the next year up until this magical point when you stopped. I understand no, that. Now. No, I've, I've already stopped the smoking. It's just okay. getting to that point. It's the everything else. And I still crave them. I, I was craving Certainly. one at work today. Well, so maybe you can uh, sympathize a little bit with what Charlie Sheen is going through, and I, I know it's it's a far cry. Um, smoking is from a far smoking. cry from doing seven gram rocks, smoking crack and, yeah, <laughs> every night, and uh, you know, getting right up to the edge of ODing, but not not going over because you know he's just made us something different from uh, the rest of us on this particular terrestrial plane. 
Um, it's it's really somebody said train wreck, and it really is uh, watching this guy's life fall apart or have already fallen apart, and watching him trying to to kind of put it back together, but not really. It's become a spectacle. I, I, I after shortly after this 2020 interview, he created a Twitter account that got to one million viewers in 24 hours, fastest a Twitter account has ever grown to that amount. He uh, he did a live broadcast called Sheen's Corner, and uh, it got a hundred thousand viewers at peak. Something actually it was closer to like 160,000 at, at peak. And it was unbearable. Apparently. I did not watch it I, out of protest. I, I chose not to. Yeah. And, and so tell me, y'all, like, why, why did y'all choose to not be a part of this thing when so many other people are just jumping on the bandwagon and watching this guy go down the tubes? Somebody else go first. Cause my uh, okay, Kiki. See, I, I, I can't answer because I watched it. Uh, okay. Well, okay, well, why did you watch it? I watched it because people people I know were were tweeting it, and I was really curious to see what was going on. Um, also, you know, I work in I work for a radio station, so one of our lifebloods is pop culture. Unfortunately, Charlie Sheen and his meltdown are a pop cultural moment we're all yes. surrounding, and and that's what what we cover, and that's the the bulk of our stations cover pop culture so for those well, of y'all who didn't watch it like kiki why did you not choose to participate in this oh well i wouldn't say i didn't choose to participate in it i, I wasn't actively going out and seeking it but i gotta admit that i am i'm a big one for schadenfreude <laughs> so this is this, one of the biggest this schadenfreude is moments. candy yeah <laughs> This is candy for me. Like it's like, oh look. But okay, I promised I promised Best, who's been on the show before, that that I would uh I would point this out. She says that we shouldn't be laughing at Charlie Sheen because um people are forgetting that he has serious problems with abusing women. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm reading off. I'll give you this to put in the show notes, but, uh, seven reported incidents of physically abusing women. Uh, and that's just reported incidents. That's just, well, we we have to say allegedly just to cover our asses. Right. Uh, Well, he shot his first (laughs) wife. He shot his fiance in the arm with a 22, according to this, um, threatened to kill one of his girlfriends and knocked her out. And um, in the last one that started this, when he got put in the the hospital for thing, you know, he he locked a porn star in the closet of his hotel room while he went on a bender. Does her job really matter? You know, huh? That's something I've, I, I, I this is something that, and this is not a bad thing, but um, that, that you mention it. But it's one of those things that we always mention the fact that she's a porn star when we when we give that that clue or that that factoid. And I'm wondering if that really, if if that colors our opinion of it in some sense. Is no. she less of a woman? Because well, no, I think I think it does. I think the fact that we want to mention that, not necessarily we, you and I, Kiki, but we culturally choose to mention that. Where we're particularly when it happened, I, I feel that was sort of being used as a as a hedge of some sort. Yeah. In in well, um, I- in that he locked a woman in a bathroom 
while high on coke and wouldn't let her out. Her yeah. profession doesn't really matter at this point. Well, I will agree with that, but I will say that I've got nothing but respect for porn stars. Like, I'm, I, I think that's like a hell of an awesome, you know, business choice. Like, they're doing a good thing, and I mean, I. Um, it's complicated. Can, can you, can you, you like go. elaborate on that a little bit, Kiki? Because I just I'm not okay. following. <laughs> yeah. I'm All right. I'm I'm one of the, I'm. I'm very liberal, and I'm. I think that porn serves a valid function in our culture, and I'm I'm fine with anybody who chooses to make that their their you know their job um, well, that's well and good but i think sometimes the the conditions that are in that situation are more problematic yeah like it's still a very male dominated industry from what i understand and, and that's a that's a, a different but i think women make problem. more money in that industry oh yeah women women make a a hell of a lot. Women actually control more of the porn industry than than people realize. Really? Huh. Um, yeah. And they, they make far more money than any of their male counterparts. They are the ones who choose what they are willing to do on camera. They are, you know, the ones who, I mean, it really is. It's one of the few kind of female dominated industries, which is kind of weird because okay. you wouldn't think that. The one thing they don't do is they don't get to write their own dialogue. Oh, yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Porn would be much better if women wrote the dialogue. I mean, the guys that have to have something, right? If someone asked to write some porn. <laughs> would you, Kevin? Really? Well, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, what, what sort of what? Okay, so there's two people, and they have sex. <laughs> two or more. Two or more. Two or more. Whatever. Okay. There is a number of people between zero and 50, I'm guessing. <laughs> I mean, if you're Charlie Sheen, it's, it's like a they dozen. Have sex. <laughs> hey, hey, there can be less than two. Yeah, but that's, that's not terribly interesting. I'm being as broad as I could think. Right. Uh, you know, getting back kind of on, on track a little bit here, uh, does I, I, I agree with the sentiment that, I, okay, it doesn't really matter so much that it was a porn star that, that Charlie Sheen was with, but it kind of, it, contextually, it sets, you know, it sets the tone, right? He's he's looking for, you know, the edge, right? He's, he's looking for the... Um, the passionate experience, as he put it, you know, it's, it's all about, you know, the, uh, the radical, the, uh, the, uh, out there, you know, push, pushing the boundaries. And, uh, he, he's, you know, he says, what's not to love about partying? He, he doesn't, and that's the thing, like she, the interviewer, she, he, she asks him like, are you ashamed of, of all the drug use? And he's like, no, I embrace it. It was fun. And I still, you know, when he says stuff like that, I'm, I'm kind of wondering like, okay, what is it about? what is it about the state that you're in now that's so much better than? And he says, like, it's all, it's, it's just extreme focus and he's enjoying it for some reason. I, I think, really, he's just, he wanted something different. Like, he got used to being drugged out all the time and now being sober is actually interesting in the same way that being on drugs was. <laughs> Kevin, why are you holding a, a hatchet? <laughs> what? Why are it's you a meat cleaver. Why are you holding a massive meat cleaver? 
<laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. And Simon, why are you uh, holding I think, a lighter I think your idea of, <laughs> I think your idea of maybe he's enjoying the, the, the sobriety, in a sense, is an interesting one. Um, there's, there's something interesting of, about that idea of sort of it being a new mental clear-headed state and and he thinks he's 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 achieved this new mental state of that we more or less feel all the time when we're clear-headed, <laughs> and he sees the world in a whole new, brand new light, and he, he's he's realized how smart he is because of this, and he thinks everybody else feels like he did when he was on drugs, <laughs> right. and thus we're all losers because we can't see as clearly as he can, when in fact he's just you know as clear-headed as the rest of us, but doesn't understand that anymore. But you got, I don't really think he's as clear-headed as the rest of us, Kevin. I, I think it, no, I think that the, the crack definitely... For a long time and it's going to stick around in his system. Uh, well, he's, he thinks he's at a higher level because he's a warlock. Yeah. Well, yeah. He so is a warlock. It's, you know, tiger blood and all that, but he's an F-18, he's an F-18, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he's strafing you in his underwear before his first coffee. <laughs> Also, he turned into a jet and flew into the sun. Yes. Yeah. Like a boss. Okay, I gotta say this, just by by way of, you know, covering my ass on this. I am cool if people want to do drugs. That's fine. I, I I don't think it should be illegal. I think you choose what to do with your own body. However, I think just like in that you have free speech, but you still have to deal with the consequences of what you say. I think you should have the ability to do whatever crazy ass drugs you want, but you still have to take the consequences. I mean, his, his employer does not want him, you know, does not want to employ him while he is on these substances. Right. Um, and that, that is, that is their perfect but I have no idea what Kevin is doing on the cam, but it's like a really, really... <laughs> is, is that a little gummy bear? It's a jelly baby. It's a jelly baby. Oh my baby. god, it is a jelly baby! Oh. I was trying to replace it with me on the, in the avatar screen, but it wasn't working very well. <laughs> jelly Sorry. baby! Track you. I just have fun with the camera when other people are talking. So I have jelly babies. Be- Bess okay, is, anyway. is hanging out in the chat room. She claims to have sent two bags of jelly babies to you, Kiki. She so, did. She yeah. did. They're they are right here. She sent me two bags of jelly babies. Okay. Well, I, I dig in. Um, now, I kind of want to touch on, on something that, that initially brought you to this, this topic, Kevin, or it's how you initially presented it. As, uh, uh-huh. let's, let's talk about the philosophy of winning. A reference to, of course, the, the, the moment in the interview where, where she asked him, you know, are you, are you bipolar? And he kind of looks at her with his, with his quizzical expression. He's like, well, I'm maybe I'm bi-winning. I win here. I win there. <laughs> winning. And, and that sort of became one of the, the trending Twitter hashtags. Along with Tiger Blood, it was winning. So it sort of became this, like, this anthem of, of uh, you know, busting out there and, like, being radical, being passionate. You know, you can, you can be winning even if you're doing stuff that maybe other people would perceive as as destructive or different or wrong, you're you know you're <laughs> winning because you're doing your own thing, man. You're because you're, you declare it. Yeah, you declare it exactly. <laughs> you embrace it. You know, you're not ashamed of it, uh, which is exactly what Charlie Sheen's doing. He's like he's he's like I'm not sorry for anything I did. Um, I'm moving forward. I blinked and I was cured. Is is his claim? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's like declaring yourself president 
in that as long <laughs> as you say it, you know, good, but it doesn't actually make it happen. Yeah. I you mean, know, if the hashtag was president, <laughs> I'm in charge of the U.S. <laughs> but we're talking Yay, about... I'm I'm happy for you. We're, we're talking about something it, much more fundamental here. We're talking about being in control of your own well-being. Uh, and, and for a lot of people, that's... It is a long process. I mean, as as you you were saying earlier, Simon, it's a week, weeks and uh, months of uh, hard work. You know, it's not you can't just blink and not want to smoke anymore. Well, apparently, Time Machine can because <laughs> he's different, man. Uh, it, I, but I don't think so. I mean, he one of the things she she says is you're you're only human, and he denies this. And I think yeah, I think that's very telling. Which is why I think he's in on a joke. Really? Yeah, I mean that's you know it's a, it's a human. I don't I'm not think he's human. that good of an actor. Honestly, <laughs> no. <laughs> Have you seen him on Two and a Half Men? Maybe he just wasn't trying. Maybe, maybe his Although, whole all those seasons of Two and a Half Men were just were just dumbing us down and letting us expect this this kind of bland acting from Charlie Sheen. And really, he's just he's brilliant. <laughs> Charlie Sheen doesn't act. Charlie Sheen wins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of Two and a Half Men, um, the Chuck Lorre who produces it has. Uh-huh. Uh, these vanity cards that he puts at the end of every episode. I'm a big fan of his, of his vanity shows. cards, actually. Oh, I, I, I love his vanity cards. Um, but just recently, uh, on Valentine's Day this year, uh, on the episode of Two and a Half Men, the vanity card read as follows. I exercise regularly. I eat moderate amounts of healthy food. I make sure to get plenty of rest. I see my doctor once a year and my dentist twice a year. I floss every night. I've had chest x-rays, cardio stress tests, EKGs, and colonoscopies. I see a psychologist, and I have a variety of hobbies to reduce stress. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. I don't have crazy, reckless sex with strangers. If Charlie Sheen outlives me, I'm going to be really pissed. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what his boss put at the end of his show, which I love. I love Chuck Lorre. So. Thing is, he very well might. <laughs> Because the the human body is, and, and we're starting to realize this, like our control over what uh, over our lifespan is maybe a couple years, give or take. You know, we're we're really kind of faded from from the beginning to be a certain way, and you know, we can we can definitely expedite our deaths a number of ways, but. Extending our lives is more difficult than it sounds like. So, you know, maybe, maybe Charlie I, I Sheen is just Charlie like... I think Charlie Sheen's done a lot to expedite his death. Yeah, but well, to him, I'll like... Go, I wonder I wonder if, if Charlie Sheen is, is not on the, the Keith Richards life plan, because... <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I Keith say. Richards has lasted a long time. <laughs> well, all the Stones have. Yeah. We're on the original Rolling Stones. Can't say that about many bands that do drugs, but that's true. Can't say it about them. Of course, uh, you know he because Charlie Sheen claims to. Have, hmm? Is Pete Townsend still alive of the Who? Yes. yes. Yeah, Pete Townsend. Moon, okay. Uh, Keith Roger, Roger Waters. Roger Waters. Keith Moon died. I knew. I thought one of them died. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the yeah. Uh, who was it? I forget. But anyways, yeah. I Keith mean, Moon. Keith Moon. Okay. Anyways, so let's let's kind of talk a little bit about the the other aspect of this, which is the the kind of the public's um, not maybe not uh, encouragement of of his behavior, but certainly not uh, 
denouncement of it. Uh, you know, I would say by, by watching, by tuning in, by, by kind of uh, perpetuating all of the remixing and auto-tuning and rapping and everything that, that Charlie Sheen has, has said over the past uh, few weeks, we're really like giving him license to, to keep doing whatever he's doing. And maybe that's, that's going back and, and relapsing and doing drugs again if it's going to keep him entertaining. Maybe he, he can keep up this, this, uh, personal, this newfound personality for a little while, but eventually he's going to, like you said, the drugs are going to wear off, he's going to level out, and he's going to be boring old Charlie Sheen again. <laughs> no, um, you know, I've got some family members that are alcoholics and stuff like that, and sobriety isn't like a one-and-done thing. It's a, you go to meetings. Ongoing. See, it's, it's and he, he specifically denounced the meetings, so what is what is his support group? I mean, he the, what is, one well, of the things he says in the interview is, you know, I'm, I'm getting calls from, from all these people, Mel Gibson and Sean Penn, and, uh, it, and it's not like they're giving advice, they're giving love, right? And uh, in a way, that was kind of one of the most sincere things he said in the interview, was, was nobody's trying to tell me what to do, they're just saying, hey, we support you in whatever you're doing, so... Maybe that's all he needs. Maybe he doesn't need a support group. He just needs a bunch of people to say, hey, we care about you, and take it at that. But this isn't going to last. That's my thing. Like, okay, this, this runaway fame, we've, we've seen it time and time again. Memes last for a little while, and then people get tired of them. Charlie Sheen is, is really on top right now. He's winning, but next week, he could be losing. And what's going to happen Basically, at that Charlie Sheen just replaced the Spider-Man musical. Yeah, exactly. But once he's unpopular again, or once he's not on top, what is that going to do to him? I mean, is he is he going to be able to to keep you know keep going? Is he is he going to relapse? Is he going to kill himself? Like what, what's you know what, what's the story there? And what I is that? He doesn't kill himself. Yeah, you know, a lot of people were tuning into that broadcast to see if he would off himself live on the internet. I mean, it was that's frightening. Yeah. Wait. Well, I mean, he's not the first person to do that. And, um, but the thing about like rehab or all those things are is that you as the individual have to want to go. You can't force them into it. Yet our government does all the time. Exactly. Yeah. But it never works. No, I know it doesn't. I just I find that interesting as a side note. Yeah. I gotta say that there is one thing I will agree with Charlie Sheen on, and that's the fact that AA is bull. Really? Yeah. You know well, some personal experience? The, um, no, it's more from from you know actual scientific studies. The uh, stop trying to make me laugh, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> the success rate of a person who by themselves decides to quit an addiction is about five percent. The success rate of a person who tries to quit with the help of AA is about 5%. It's exactly the same whether or not you use AA. And the problem with AA is it's not that it doesn't help people. There are some people who are helped by it. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is many people replace whatever chemical addiction they had with an AA addiction. Then they continue going to these meetings for years and years and years, even after they're clean. And AA... You know, it it 
kind of perpetuates that by forcing them to say that they're a recovering alcoholic, even if they've been clean for 30 years. I mean, I think after 30 years, you're not recovering anymore. You've, you've done pretty well. Yeah. You know, um, and it's, it's also, as Bess is pointing out in the chat room, it's religion-based, and it's a religion-based program that our government sends people on. Now, they claim it's not a religion, but, you know, the first step is to turn yourself over to a higher power yeah. and realize that you are not in control of your own life, so that we, a higher power is in control. So we should turn ourselves over to Charlie Sheen, then. Yeah, we should turn ourselves over <laughs> to Charlie Sheen. clearly a higher power. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they spin all this bullshit like the higher power can can be a rock or the tree in your front yard. But, you know, that's just that. It's It's complete crap. You know, and really? it's well. You know, I, you know. Not. I'm sure. So I'm sure. Alcoholics Anonymous has done good work, but I, that's an interesting t- statistic to know that it's it's only as effective as someone trying to quit on their own. So five well, percent. The important thing is the decision to quit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, which which kind of goes back to Charlie Sheen's point. Oh my God, is he onto something? <laughs> you know, in in all of this in all of this craziness, have we have we failed to absorb a uh, Kevin, why do you have an eye patch and a gun? And an Indiana Jones hat. And a fedora. For those of you who can't see this, Kevin is constantly on the webcam trying to make uh, us all laugh by yeah. doing crazy things. Really, he's just distracting us, which is exactly what we, we should be doing. We, we actually I'm holding my end of the conversation just fine. Yes, you are. But, oh. I'm, Anyways, I'm adding a link to it. This is why people should come to chat when they have the option. <laughs> I, I'm adding a link to uh, the Skype thing. I think you should all check out. Oh, is this the... Uh, I haven't seen what is tiger blood (laughs) i like the that it has a counter of how much has been wasted (laughs) from reading about tiger blood i'm curious he determined how he determines that i don't know but i still think it's funny do any of y'all have a link to there's a page somebody bookmarked and put on all the uh the break room computers at work that's uh basically charlie sheen's head with a quote and uh, every time you refresh the page it does a different quote uh i can give you that okay Definitely want to put that in the show notes because that and that's got I guess stuff from his Twitter feed, stuff from his interviews. Oh, of course Steven? it would be live the Sheen dream. Steven? yeah. What kind of computers do y'all have in the break room? We have iMacs. Okay. Yeah. I was curious. Gnarly Narlingtons. I wish it would say like where he said this because some of them are are so obscure. I heard Gnarly Narlingtons. That was somewhere. Yeah. That was on the um, which one? The radio interview. Oh, it was okay on the Alex Jones one. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I hope, I hope that when he dies, the quote "dying is for fools, amateurs" yeah. will be will be on his tombstone. Will be on his tombstone. Oh yeah, man. I I think he'll become a meme again when he dies if he doesn't die sometime during this episode. <laughs> yeah. I literally that woke up and it was sad. Christmas. I would I would be sad. I wouldn't. I mean, I, I don't know the guy. I don't have any like strong feelings about him. But, but... I feel like see, I feel like I do. I mean, th- this this is the thing with celebrity, right? Is is we feel like we know these people because they're exposing so much of themselves. Do we have some sort of a responsibility to treat them the same way that we would treat a friend? Like to not to not just let them keep 
destroying themselves <laughs> and not just like pointing and laughing and, and holding up a video recorder as they, you know, jump off well, the roof of a house. <laughs> I feel bad for his for his dad. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, and his brother. Where, uh, Emilio. Yeah. Emilio. Oh yeah, Emilio. Emilio. I feel Estevez. bad for his family because they all seem like pretty, you know, level people and here's like the crazy one in the family. You He's know? definitely the but, black sheep of the litter. Martin Sheen has dealt with addiction in the past. Really? Well, cool. yes, but Martin Sheen never like went on claiming to be a warlock on TV. I mean, I think there's a bit of a difference, you know? <laughs> but you know what? It's, he handled it differently. Yeah, he handled it a little better. Yeah, he just declared himself to be the president. Hell, I'd vote for him. Um, but here's the thing. Like, okay, there's Martin. There's Emilio. There's, you know, where are they when this is going on? If this was my family, I'd be hiding in a bunker pretending I didn't know him. Yeah, but... But but you do realize that those are Martin's grandkids. Well, I mean, I'd be dealing with it privately, but I certainly wouldn't be going on TV and being like, you know, my son should listen to... Like, no. I'd be calling him up and being like, stay off the TV. You're making us all look bad. Oh, there was one. Oh, okay, this is. <laughs> I I was trying Are you to listen to the quote, Stephen. Yeah, I, I am. Um, but it, it reminded me of one particular quote from the interview that just that literally made me just burst out laughing. And it was when he was uh, when he was talking about the bipolar thing, like uh, comparing himself to to the weak the weak. Uh, what did he say? Like droopy faced, armless children. <laughs> yeah, I missed that one. Uh, he was. At, at that point, I was just like, well, okay. He also said, he also said, what is bipolar? I mean, the earth is bipolar. <laughs> and I'm like, as really? our magnets. Yeah, well, as our magnets. You know, again, and there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of truth in that. Why? There is not a spider on my wall, Kevin. There's not. <laughs> God, you just made me look at the wall. I didn't look at my wall. Uh-huh. Ellie took my wall. The one person who isn't on a cam for me to see it work. <laughs> it was a reflex, damn it. <laughs> I'm not Charlie Sheen. I can't just like blink and ignore everything. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I've been winning this evening. Yes. So what? Okay. Let's. That's going to become a thing now. Like, I'm winning. But what is... Is it going to be ironic? Like, because it really I is... I think it is. I think, it I think it's going to be picked up by the hipsters within a week. Yeah. It's like, man, I just got fired. And, you know, my, my bike chain broke on the way to the Whole Foods. <laughs> I am winning. It's going to be like the new I was FML. into winning when winning was losing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Ride down the face of a tsunami and tell me you don't feel bitchin'. Yeah, I love okay. that he says that he's sick of, of pretending that he's not a bitchin' rock star from Mars. And I'm like... Has he ever pretended David that Bowie's he's not bit. a bitchin' rock star from Mars? I, I, that's I guess. David Bowie's bit. Don't steal David Bowie's bit. Yeah, right? that's true. Why not? Lady Gaga's tried to. I like Lady Gaga. I think she's an interesting performer. What do y'all think and of yeah, the? Yeah, she's doing video. stuff other people have before. Wait, what do y'all? What? Let's let's rabbit trail in this. Have y'all seen the uh, the latest video of hers? Born this way. Uh, born this way. I haven't 
haven't seen the video. I've heard so, the song. So many vaginas in that video. So many vaginas. And, and yet none. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's constant references to them. Oh, oh yeah. Like well, people it's, grabbing them, people humping them. But it's... And, well, and I think, you know, a lot of people were turned Gaga off by that. Gaga does a lot of stuff with sexuality and with, with questioning sexuality. I mean, it's one of her bits. But in the case of the this video, about. it's less about sexuality and more about reproduction. And like, by the way, the by the way what's with the nine-minute intro to that song? The nine-minute intro, oh, I, I don't know, the real length. All of Gaga's videos are like that. Yeah. They have Telephones this, like that. Um, but this one was like... I was watching uh, it at uh, the Dark Crystal, or you know, Labyrinth, I mean, or one of those eighties. She's know. a performer. This is what she does. She's an entertainer. She's not the world's best musician, and that's fine because this is what she's doing. She's she's being a performer and entertainer in a very different way, and so she creates these music videos that are spectacles, that are events, rather than you know the band playing in front of a funny colored flag with green pus oozing out of the speakers. Yes, I'm looking at you, Green Day, in the video for American Idiot. Uh, she's she's doing something beyond the, the traditional music video norms. And I really like her for that. I think she's doing a lot of interesting things with it. Um, are they all 100% successful? Probably not. But that's sort of the joy of experimentation. And, and she's able to do it on this massive scale um, that, that exposes people to things that are kind of different. I think she's one of the few, she, she really is an artist with a capital A, and, and she's one of the few that I think deserves that title in the music industry right now. Because every one of her videos, every one of her songs has so much put into it in the way of, of creativity and of, of symbolism and art, and she really thinks out everything. And, you know, maybe it doesn't come across the same way to everybody, but that's works of art. You know, they're, they're going to have a, they're going to elicit a different response in each person, and they get people talking about them and responding to them and analyzing and loving or hating. And it really is a love or hate thing with, with her videos. Like, Simon is very much on the hate side. Kevin is, I would say, very much on the, uh, the love side in uh, one manner yeah. of speaking. But <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I, I'm with it. Okay. I wish she would do more songs like Speechless because I think that's the best song of hers I've ever heard. Really? So I haven't seen that oh, one. Oh, yeah. I love the ballad. <laughs> Okay. Ballads so, are, are great. She's so, good at those. So since we're talking about Lady Gaga, let's talk a little bit about this. Okay. Everybody knows what this is. It's a little a friendly, a little friendly yeah, Polaroid. Polaroid. Remember, um, it's a podcast. It, shake, and it, shake it like a Polaroid us. picture. You never, shake never it, shake, shake a Polaroid, like a Polaroid picture. picture. It destroys it. Um, but, you know, she's the creative director for Polaroid. So at the... Please? Oh yeah, yeah. Did cool. you not see the uh, the the Lady Gaga glasses at, at CES, man? Okay, for, yeah, yeah. Because I was at CES. <laughs> it was yeah, all right. over the coverage, though. It wasn't. It was. Was it at CES? I thought yeah. it was at the PMAs. No, it was at okay. CES. Uh, so at CES, she they announced the Lady Gaga Polaroid product line. Um, you've got to wonder. Okay, if she's really involved. These are terrible products, by the way. I mean, they're all yeah. terrible, and, and what dumbass would think of these? Let's just say, like, um, briefly, what, what like, the, the primary flagship one they showed off was basically a set of uh, glasses that have a camera built in, and they you can take a photo with them, and the glasses are, they're, I guess, two-way mirror. They show an, the image that you just took on the glasses, not to you, but to everybody else. Like they're outward facing. I, would, I like that. <laughs> can you keep the, the can you keep the photos? Yes. 
Are they storage? Yeah. It's just a digital yeah, camera. I mean, but it's a digital yeah. camera with two displays that are the front glasses. Well, okay, in in my opinion, this, this is something, and 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 I'm going to be a little bit fanboyish, a little bit nerdy here, but um, there is a, a fantastic series of comics called Transmetropolitan, written by Warren Ellis, in which he has glasses. It's sort of a cyberpunk futuristic thing, but yeah. so much better than that. Um, it's basically like cyberpunk meets. Um, the guy who wrote Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, his name Hunter S. Thompson. Um, anyway, not the point of the story. But he has these awesome glasses that take pictures, and I've always thought that was a brilliant idea. So the fact that they've created that, albeit with an extra added weird feature that you may or may not be awesome, is still really interesting to me. So Well, here's the thing. That's that's kind of I the best it. that's kind of the best product. The other products are like a, a a printer for your cell phone so you can print the photos that you just took. Um, misses the mark a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's kind of taking a step backwards. It's sort of like hipstamatic, giving you the option to order prints of the digital photos that you take in the app. <laughs> well, yes and no. I mean, you've got to understand that the way we consume photos is different than the way we used to. It used to be you dropped off your film, you got some prints, you put them in an album, and you never looked at them again. Yeah. Um, now it's you upload to Facebook. Your friends look at it one day, and then you never look at it again. Um, but it's very much like a, you know, shoot and destroy. It, you don't care about it. Um, yeah. So, so building a printer, and by the way, the printer looks exactly like this Polaroid Spectra camera I'm holding. Like, it's the same clunky design that Polaroid's had for the past 50 years. It's still consistent. I love that fact. But... Um, I, I, I don't really think Lady Gaga was involved in these products. I think Polaroid said, we're hiring you, here's a check, go have fun, we'll launch the products, and, and you'll and just stand possible. there. Yeah. And you give her a big enough pile of money, I don't blame her for taking it. So <laughs> Yeah, but it's... it's it's. Anyways, well, I think we, we've, yes. uh, we've kind yes, of exhausted... Yes, Simon, you're a camera snob, we get it. Yes. You know, I just I just want to ask you real quick, though, Simon, before we get off this topic of, of disposable photography, what do you think of the whole hipstamatic Instagram thing? It fits in with how we consume photos. Do, you don't have any... Somebody at work the other day said it was like the uh, the dumbing down of photography. It is and it isn't. It's the dumbing down of photography. That's okay. Digital is the dumbing down of photography. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and I, it, but I this is kind of taking film. it to the nth degree. I mean, you take this really high-quality photo and you, like, filter it into all of these obscure old film styles and you essentially, like, degrade it to, you know, the point of, of being, you know, a fraction of, of the quality that it was before. But you give it, but here, you, you artify it, and then you share it. Here's the thing, though. There is an option in both of those apps because I, I use those apps a lot and I have fun with it. I mean, because I've I've you know since I've played with the filters enough, I I can now shoot with those filters in mind. So I know that that if I hold it at this angle with this kind of light coming through, the whole app works great. Otherwise, it just looks like shit. Yeah. Um. So you can train yourself, and that's that's good. There is an option for you to save out the original unedited. Oh yeah. And a high resolution edit version of it. Okay. So you don't lose any resolution. You uh, you make a copy. Yeah, make you make a copy. copy. And that's the nice thing about bits is you're you know you always have the ability to to keep those. 
But you know, yeah. still like that. Those are the originals are not the ones that people share. It's the you know, <laughs> it's the filterified yeah, one. These, yeah. But but after a while, you'll you'll notice that people will shoot with a certain filter. I, you know, I go through the Hipstamatic, and every now and then I just go on random. But for the most part, I know I'll choose a I'll choose a film, I'll choose a lens, I'll choose a flash, and then I'll go crazy. Yeah, I still and, haven't bought any uh, any extra lenses or films. Because I, I really yeah. don't feel like spending real money on uh, on filters. <laughs> yeah, but I mean it's the same thing. Like I, I have Lightroom on my computer, right? right? And you know that's what I use to edit all of my you know photos that come from my digital, or you know it's where I catalog all my film photos. Um, you know, there's there's all sorts of of little presets in there that you can go through and apply to a photo to you know give it a vignetting, give it you know, cross-processed colors and, and you can adjust it in there and fine-tune it and tweak it. And You can shoot with kind of, you know, I'm going to shoot this with the cross-processed look in mind with a vignetting, so I need to frame it this way right? at this angle. So, I mean, if you start out from the front end and go and edit it in the back end, it's, you know, it's not, it's not really dumbing it down as it is. It's forcing you to prepare for something. Yeah, and it's. I think it's another uh, avenue for creativity. So, anyways, uh, let's kind of get to the uh, the questions part of the show. Formspring.me slash bad philosophy. Here we go. So, uh, Kiki, Kevin, y'all both logged in. Uh, give me two secs. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Well, if you're Charlie Sheen, you would need seven. So that's that's really low, man. I'm here. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's take a look through here. Man, somebody's added a ton of ones recently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kiki, I see you that still haven't me. answered the uh, biting the wax tadpole question. You know, I I will. I'm I'm actually doing a lot of research Good. for that question. <laughs> so Kiki might I, beat me for length on answering. Yeah. I I I apologize to whoever posted it. I will get to it as soon as I my research is complete. Yeah. So I. I this is this is a really like this is a can of worms right here, but I kind of want to answer it. Might legalization of gay marriage lead to the slippery slope of polygamy? Um, I'm going to answer this one very simply. This is one I've been waiting to answer. Okay, um, let's, yeah, let's me, do it. Me too, actually. <laughs> this is one I've I've been like I should answer this, but it's more fun to answer some of these on the episodes. Yeah. Um, the answer that I'm going to give is yes, it might, and no, you shouldn't care. <laughs> all right moving on yeah i i i agree with kevin personally i'm all for polygamy um i don't really give a crap how many people you want to marry or bang. or who they are yeah i really as long don't as it's consensual really like seriously as, as long, long as, as it's, it's consensual. consensual adult activity now, i don't know i crap. say that um in my personal experience and i so i'm speaking you know politically emotionally yeah it, we could go that way and i'd be cool with it i don't really care now, me as as an individual, I'm not down for polygamy. It's not my cup of tea. I'm I'm a very monogamous monogamous person. Um, that's just sort of my personality, and as such, I should be free to practice that as much as I want. So it swings both ways. Huh. However, my practicing monogamy, be it heterosexual or homosexual, in my case, it's heterosexual, or someone else practicing polygamy, have no actual impact on each other. And so what I like should not in any way affect what anybody else likes. Okay. Kevin, your liking women like totally messes up my 
my personal life. I just want to. I understand that. And, <laughs> and sometimes, you know, I like to go be heterosexual at people or on people. Uh, that is just sick. I understand that. I understand that. But it's a sickness. Yes. Keep, keep a, it in the bedroom. dire sickness. I don't want to deal with it. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know how to segue off of that, but I'm going to go to another question here. <laughs> just uh, answer another question. Steven. Steven directed to me here. What does your store smell like? Do you have a computerized system that tells you how many people they need for staffing and when? Uh, so this is sort of an inside baseball thing for Apple. Uh, I can't answer the second part because it's not customer facing. Um, you know, we do all right. <laughs> the first part, what does your store smell like? I I can only I, honestly I, I'm pretty anosmic, so I don't really have a good idea what it smells like. But I can tell you what other people have said. It smells to like me. happiness. Uh, you know, not exactly what this customer articulated to me the other day. It was extremely packed in there. Someone came in and just uh, on their way out, they uh, they stopped by the doors there and said to me, they, they kind of looked around the store and looked at me and went, "Wow, it reeks of humanity in here," and walked out. <laughs> so. I'll, I'll just say I this. I can tell you humanity. what his store yeah, smells episode, like. I, it smells like humanity. <laughs> reeks of humanity. Reeks of humanity. It reeks of humanity. So, answered in episode 86. So, next, <laughs> I... Any any that y'all want to go through here? Oh, uh, is... See, I wish I understood the reference, because there's one about Charlie Sheen in here. Yes, there is. Yeah, but I, I don't understand yeah. the reference. Amy's of BYU basketball, the opposite of Sheen. Oh, you know, um, I do know the reference. BYU. Okay, then you can answer Yeah, it. so this is this is the guy who got uh, kicked off the BYU team for having premarital intercourse with his girlfriend and admitting to it. Oh, oh BYU's Brigham Young, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it yeah. is. So yeah. Mormon school, uh, obviously, crazy, crazy straight, yeah, straight policies about uh, you know nothing between the sheets unless you're married, uh, even if you're a basketball star. So they kicked him <laughs> off the team, and their their play suffered for it. And uh, yeah, so it was it was basically like we're going to stick to our guns. And well, you know, at least they're sticking to their guns. And, and he is too. I mean, crazy. he admitted it. He was and like, I'm totally cool with this. To it. Yeah. Maybe I mean, he needs he some tiger blood. So, <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things that, and maybe I'm just a little crazy, but generally if you're doing it right, the only people who should know about it are you and the person you're having sex with. Yeah. You're doing I mean, it wrong. Those are, the, those are the people that need to know about it. Obviously, you can let other people know, but that's generally a choice. <laughs> There's Simon. something you can, you, you can influence. Simon, can, can I just butt in here? Can you stop posting questions on the forum spring right now? <laughs> yeah. I stopped like 10 minutes ago. Please. Okay. I only posted one. You, you posted three. He's a lie. You clearly posted three. Yes. You, post, you, you posted three. This. We can see this. We, Simon, what what in the butt? We see this. We see this. <laughs> I'm deleting this, and I'm potentially blocking you, but don't don't force my hand. <laughs> uh, we'll do it, Simon. All right, we have time for one more question here. Um, this is a follow-up that came up. Somebody offered um, they would uninvent farming. Farming? Was their, okay. Their Thoughts? Uh, okay, well, you would be uninventing yourself then, because humanity definitely would not be where it is without farming. Just saying. I agree in that respect. Um, however, I've, I've been doing some, some research on diets and stuff recently. And 
One of the things that agriculture has made us is fat. Really? Um, yeah, no, and, and, and there, there's sort of been this misconception about how the human body Damn works. us not dying from starvation. Well, no, it's, it's not the dying of starvation. It's the, the eating more carbs than we've ever had before. Our bodies don't know how to react to that, you know, it, ever before in an evolutionary sense. Yeah. I mean, that we've only had agriculture for a relatively short time on an evolutionary timeline. And they don't know how to react to all of these carbs that we've been ingesting from wheat grains that we've we've cultivated, um, and one of the often one of the biggest side effects of that is we put on a ton of weight. Um, and and while carbs can be necessary for a diet, not in the numbers that we're used to eating. Yeah. The recommended dosage is 300 carbs um, grams of carbohydrate per day. When really, a lot of evidence shows we need closer to 100 per day. Interesting. Well, I did not uh, know that. So, yeah, okay, and invent agriculture. So we might be skinnier, but where there'd also be a lot fewer of us and a lot, pe- a lot of people would be dead. Yeah, and we'd still so, be like running down. around hunting most of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Which would not give us time to sit down and do lovely things like record bad philosophy every uh, now and again. Yay! So uh, thank you all once again for, for a fantastic episode. Uh, if, to follow up on this, if y'all have any uh, other questions for us, uh, formspring.me slash badphilosophy. There are some great sci-fi ones in here that I want to get to, and actually some, some pretty deep philosophical ones, too, that uh, maybe I'll answer in my spare time. <laughs> that's, that's a lie. I don't ever have spare time. Uh, I'm sure Charlie Sheen does, though. I mean, <laughs> where else do you get the time to do well, seven gram rocks? Fired. Yeah, now that he's been t- fired, he has a lot of spare time and a lot of money and a lot of points. And he has stars. a and he has a bigger podcast than you, Steven. He certainly does. By he has more Twitter followers lot. too. Yes, yes. He okay, all right. Are we done? Are we done dissing? Are we are we ready to? Well, uh, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not dissing. I'm. I would actually. I would love Charlie Sheen's numbers. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no, that's um, true. But I'm not nearly famous enough to bring them to bad philosophy. No. You see, need we to need work to, on yeah, that, Still, Kevin, like you, you just need to get it out there that uh, you've been banging down seven gram rocks and doing dozens of porn stars, and you need to uh, shoot somebody in the arm. Just rocks. Yeah, just rocks. I just have rocks, and I hit them with a hammer. <laughs> exactly. I've been banging down rocks. Um, I, I don't know why Charlie Sheen thought that would be an exciting information about him, but yeah. whatever. Geologists have been doing that for years. So, if you want to see your rocks, even. If you want to hear more about uh, Kevin's amateur geology work, you can follow him online on twitter.com slash kevsond, K-E-V-S-A-U-N-D. Kiki, where can we find out about the uh, insane things that you do in your spare time? Voice of Kiki on Google, anywhere. Just type it in and hunt me down. Okay. But not literally, right? Not literally. Because we have farming. Because I am armed and I will defend myself. Okay. Uh, you know, unlike uh, the bipolar people out there who are armless children. And Simon, hey, I'm bipolar and armed and dangerous. So. <laughs> you are you are living uh, you are living proof against his argument right there. So Simon Ponder, yeah. thanks for coming back on the show, man. Uh, I will see you shortly at South by Southwest. Hopefully, are you joining us on Sunday for brunch? Well, I'm hoping that it'll happen. Uh, if we do lunch, like after 2 o'clock, I will be able to do that. But uh, I'm working from 10 to 2. So I will probably, if I can join you all for food, I will. But I'm probably going to go over to the Twit 
set up at Momo's as soon as possible afterward. But that is neither here nor there. Uh, if you're at South by Southwest, I'll actually edit the episode tonight and post it uh, before I'm doing stuff. But yeah, follow me on Twitter if you're on uh, Fast Society Beluga Yobongo or any other one of the popular chat clients. Oh, Hashable, I forgot. Oh, or uh, Hurricane Party. I have them all. Or Plancast. Or Plancast. Friend me on all of them. Find me, track me down. I'll be pretty public about where I am and what I'm doing during South by. So if you want to meet up, do it. If and, you want to meet Steven and you're going to South by and you're a fan of bad philosophy, please try to find him and let him know that you really are a fan. Yeah, and um, then tell everybody you know that he's famous. And, and a fan of bad philosophy. If you're, if, you're just a fan, if you're just a fan of the ASL stuff, that's cool. But if you're a fan of bad philosophy too, that's even cooler. That's like... That's winning right there. That's that puts you in a very exclusive club. Exactly. Everybody's a fan of his his ASL, you know, waving his hands and pretending to talk in a different language thing. Yeah. But but being a fan of bad philosophy, being a fan of bad philosophy is a is a distinct and exclusive club that, that you puts too you can be uh, a member of. That puts you on a on a different terrestrial plane, right there, my friend. So Simon, indeed. Uh, thank you for uh, for joining us on the show here. Where can people find you on the uh, the wide world web worldwide uh, wider? webification inter- the interwebs <laughs> first I was going to say uh, if you're meeting Steven at ASL um, put in your request for an ASL song now because it takes him about a year and a half <laughs> um, on average <laughs> give or take a year <laughs> but but you can find me on the web at simonponder.net twitter.com slash linear um, <laughs> on, on stickham.com at linear 11223344 Okay. Oh. Sorry, uh, just hurry up, Simon. I'm I'm about to lose it because Kevin is uh, is pretending to kill himself or, or pretending that somebody else is there about to shoot him. Yeah, I'm I've, I've been watching that. That's why I've been enjoying it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hooray! Alrighty, and uh, of course you can follow the show at at uh, Twitter.com/slash/badphilosophy. You can now email the show. I finally got around to creating an email account for uh, for us. Conveniently enough, it was it was on our, our web host the whole time. Uh, you can actually email us at show at badphilosophy.com. And uh, occasionally, I, I tried it this time, we tried to do a live broadcast of the episode, and uh, I just don't think I have the bandwidth for it right now, but I am moving down to a place closer to my work that has better internet connection, so in the future I should be able to actually sustain a broadcast of Bad Philosophy, and you will be able to participate in the show along with us live once again. (laughs) Until then, though, we'll see you next time on Bad Philosophy. Absolute victory everywhere. I'm on a quest. Right every single wrong. Right every wrong. I'm a total freaking rock star from Mars. Bidding, come on, bro. I got tackle blood. Bidding, you bottle my brain and be like, dude, can't handle it. Went there, went there, went, went everywhere. I'm, I'm, I'm debating this. I've got an autographed copy of The Chaperone starring uh, WWE legend Triple H. Oh. Oh. I know it's terrible. I think it'll be a great movie to get drunk to. Word. Probably. Every time a bad pun is made, like take a drink and you're dead <laughs> by, <laughs> by opening credits. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Duh. Man. Winning. Winning. I was banging seven gram rocks. That's how I roll. Winning. I had one gear go. Epic. Winning. Are you?
you by Clover. And by winning, 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 win